Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. We're going to talk about Alec Baldwin today. Yeah, let's do. Let's do. <laughs> yeah, like, um, you know, we were talking a little bit, uh, you know, before the show, we were talking about, you know, who, you know, he's been around quite a while, and, mm-hmm. you know, he has a couple other Baldwin brothers that have been in some shows, and, you know, they kind of go, like, I, I think it was William Baldwin's been in a few. He's, I think he's the younger one. Mm-hmm. And then there's a kind of a, I'm going to be rude because I, I, I'm a little bit tubby, so I'll say there's a tubbier <laughs> one. I don't know if he's older or a middle age, middle yeah. age guy, but he's been in a couple, but he hasn't had as much success no. as Alec. Yeah, Alec is probably the most famous yeah. of the brothers, but and, you know they all have been in the movie industry. And I sure. think I think their father wasn't he? Boy, I don't know. I thought he was in the movie industry as well. I, I, you know, that would make sense. But you know, I will say that um, I've enjoyed some of his movies. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a terrible actor. I think he's a pretty decent actor as actors go. But mm-hmm. um, him personally and his politics, I've you know, unfortunately, you know, he's he's had. I wouldn't even care or know about it if he didn't let me know about it. Yeah. You know, but because of that, now I'm like, oh, man, I didn't want it. Now I have to think about it when I watch a show, so I don't watch a whole lot of his shows. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you, because I, I I like him as an actor. Yeah. I mean, I think he's played in some fun roles. I think his, his comedy roles are my favorite. Yeah. And I think he's he's done a pretty good job of of being a comedic actor. I'm not so sure about his more... You know, dramatic roles, but you know, I I can appreciate him as an actor. But yeah, his politics kind of sour things for me a little yeah. bit. And and the other thing is hearing from other actors and other sources saying that he's uh, kind of a jerk, right? In real life, then I it makes me a little bit less sympathetic to what we're talking about today, which is you know him he wants him us shooting to... a, you know the cinematographer on the his Rust movie, right? And he wants us to be sympathetic for him to now he's seems like he's going out towards the world as such a humble man and such a yeah. caring and considerate man when you know he's probably likely the a hole of the set yeah. and and um i mean to be fair maybe maybe around people that are close to his equals he's better but you know you, you wouldn't give me the time of day if i said hey what's up mr baldwin yeah you know i just kind of be in his way yeah but I will try not to hold stuff against him as I'm as, as we're talking about this oh, stuff sure. today because that that that's that stuff doesn't matter actually yeah. at the, in this situation. Yeah, I look at it as if this were any other actor, doesn't matter. You know, if this was like I'm a big fan of Keanu Reeves. Of course, this probably would never happen because he's uh, he's a gun expert now. He's right. so good. But if it were any other actor who's involved in this scenario, um you know, I would kind of give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. And, but as we go over some of the video clips from an interview that he had with uh, George Snephalopoulos, or Snephalopoulos? It was Snephalopoulos, God. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he, he gets that wrong a lot. Yeah. It's Snephalopoulos. I think it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that there are some points in, in his interview that just don't add up as 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 I'm trying to be open to his his story like unfortunately and now good for me i have not gotten to see this interview yeah i have heard him speak before about this Mm -hmm. and you know he you know he's it's one thing to try to tell your point but he's just so busy trying to save face instead of saying what happened Mm -hmm. because maybe sometimes you need to step back and go damn yeah because sometimes somebody one person's fault 
may not lie on just that one person. You know, mm -hmm. there's more people that should be involved in safety and, and caring about what goes on in, in not just their, not just in shooting a film, but in everything. I mean, how about this? You know, you go to a, a standard workplace, right? There are so many safety things like OSHA's involved. You have to like keep things 36 inches away from electrical outlet or, 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 you know, where there's not outlet, but you know, electrical box, you know, and, uh, but so many, um, rules that you have to abide by. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it, it kind of makes you feel that boy in these things, these situations, are they, do they like have standards or do they have OSHA involved in mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do? Because they're out in the, out in the, not the woods, but I guess they could be depending on where people are shooting their films, but they're out shooting and who's keeping the standards of what's supposed to be happening. Is everybody mm -hmm. passing out the just reminders before they start a project of things that you have to watch mm -hmm. out for, for safety wise, you know, don't, don't like pour water on, you know, your, your, all your electrical equipment, you know? <laughs> you know? I think in, in this scenario, there, well, in the movie business, there's a whole bunch of, of paperwork that people have to sign off. There's, there's unions for actors, there's unions for, um, you know, the extras, there's, you know, all the different staffing that support built, you know, building this, this production. There are unions who, who are there to, you know, fight for those groups and within that, there's a bunch of different rules. There's rules that, that come down from, you know, these organizations that oversee um, movies. There's, there's additional rules that come down from, like, just the production companies. And, I mean, there's sure. so many different rules. But it, from what I'm reading and, and hearing is that a lot of these rules were sort of, they, they just weren't followed strictly. People there's... on set were, were kind of overworked in some cases where, I heard even just the the armor, the person who's supposed to be in charge of making sure that that the guns um, are safe, was was tasked with extra stuff that was unrelated to what she was doing as an armorer. Right. I know I wasn't there, or but it's so hard for me to even grasp that you must have misprioritized something because yeah. the safety of firearms should take above. Like if you're going to fail on something else, well, make sure you don't fail on the firearm safety stuff mm -hmm. because it's life. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. Well, and it's not just a movie. We were chit-chatting a little bit before, and we'll get to it as we get through the, the clips, but we were chit-chatting before about just, you know, as as a person who has handled guns, there are certain things that you do ahead of time just to make sure that it's safe before you hand over a weapon to someone else, before you do anything with yourself. So, for instance, if you were to hand me a weapon to, to take a look at, you first check the weapon, make sure it's completely clear. Yes. And then I get the weapon and I verify, yes, it's clear, and then I can do, you know, some things with it. Bravo, Scott. That is well said. This is This should be something that, that people understand, no matter if they're in the move business or... Can I, you know, doing can I go else? as far as, and I started my daughter with an airsoft gun. Do you want to get hit in the face with an airsoft gun? <laughs> no. I, wanna, I went out shooting one time, and we decided to take airsoft guns, and we had some silly guys, and they decided, <laughs> this isn't funny, <laughs> shoot at one of our friends and hit him in the head. Mm. And it hit him right in the forehead, and it looked like somebody hit him upside the head with a broomstick. Yeah. It had a big old welt on it, but it could have hit him in the eye. It mm -hmm. could have been a serious situation, and we were effing around. And, um, so even an airsoft gun, people, 
That means a BB gun, a pellet gun, a mm-hmm. uh, crossbow. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, my gosh. Good. I mean, everything. Freaking check it. I mean, it. like you said, all, well, how about this? All guns are a little bit different. So, you know, how you check it is different. But, you, like, if it was like a, like a Glock, you have to, you know, drop the mag, make sure there's nothing in it, rack it twice. So if there's a, 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 a shell in the, in the um, chamber, it'll... Uh, Eject it. But guess what else we do? We don't trust that ejection. Mm-hmm. Now we look and we even touch it and now we pass it on. Mm-hmm. And know what you do? You know, you already said it, so I was proud. You don't <laughs> trust me. Yeah. You trust your own life and 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 uh, your own hands, so you're going to do the exact same thing. And now you're good to handle it mm-hmm. safely. Yeah, there's, there's folks on... The, I was watching some folks that are on movie sets. They are in charge of this particular role. And they say even even when you're in a scene where the, a gun will be pointed at you in the scene, they verify with that actor as well as the person holding the gun that it's empty and safe, um, yeah. that it's I, a quote-unquote cold gun. If I was the one that uh, it was getting pointed at, I'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll check that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, and, it's me. But... And they describe it as if the actor does anything to modify, to change the, the, you know, the, the weapon that the armorer is responsible to then grab that and recheck it right. and verify it again and go through the whole process again. If, you know, if, if an actor, like you were, you were talking about, you know, checking the mag, making sure that it's clear, you know, if you're going to, um, you know, if, if it's a, a revolver, you're going to open it up and check out. Check the wheel, it, yeah, make sure it's completely Make empty. sure everything is good. They have to do that. If anything gets modified that is not supposed to be modified during the scene. But for, and I know everybody doesn't do this because it might seem monotonous, but man, I do that on all my guns. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you, you grab it because of your, own, like it's, it should be in yourself because you just want to be safe. And if you hate other mm-hmm. people, well, you can still hurt yourself. So you would yeah. think that you at least grab it for your own selfishness and go every time, oh, I just want to make sure. Yeah, because even if it doesn't hit anybody, just just shooting it and you mm-hmm. could ruin your ears too. I mean, just mm-hmm. mi- minimal. One other one other thing we talked about this in the Kyle Renthouse trial, and that is, you know, watching Kyle talk about how he's handling his weapon. He's always, even when he doesn't have a weapon in his hand, his fingers always forward uh, off of off, off of the, the trigger. trigger, and and that is a, a critical. Uh, aspect to handling a firearm you don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're pretty much ready to until you're ready to, to, fire. to, to fire that that round um yeah. and and in this case it's interesting to 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 watch alec go through his thing and, and describe you know that he didn't pull the trigger well a lot of so. these people think they understand guns too don't they mm-hmm. well well let's let's get started yeah, with some of do. these clips because i think it's quite telling um, uh, for this story. Because it is easier to point out everything after the fact. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to be understanding, but I always say that guns, that's the one thing you just, even if it's monotonous, you check it 20 times, so what? Mm-hmm. This is the one thing that you don't, you don't skimp on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's see, let's see. Okay, so uh, Alec Baldwin is in this movie called Rust. It's a Western, and um, it's, it's a relatively low-budget movie, so he describes um, low budget as in, I think it was, uh, maybe a couple million dollars or something oh. to put together, but, uh, he's, he's doing this rust, uh, movie. He's, he's having this interview with George, um, uh, <laughs> Stephanopoulos, perhaps Stephanopoulos. Uh, he's, he's asking him a little bit 
uh, about the movie, and he's uh, Alec Baldwin is talking about how he's being handed a uh, a cold gun. What's the scene supposed to be? The scene is the two two guys are there who have got me, uh, uh, you know, cornered, and they think I'm shot pretty bad, and I'm kind of wilting, and they uh, they have a gun, and then the sound outside distracts them, and I then draw the gun out of cross draw out of my holster, pull the gun up like that, and start to cock the pistol. Cut. I'm handed a gun, and someone declares. They said, "This is a cold gun." Dave Halls. Oh, the, 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 the first AD. In my years on the sets of film, hot gun meant that there was a charge in there, and cold gun meant there was nothing in there. When he's saying this, this is a cold gun, what he's saying to everybody on the set is, "You can relax. The gun is empty." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that just kind of proves my point that we, our point that we've discussed, that it's never a cold. You should never think it's a quote cold gun until you verify it. It's a cold gun mm-hmm. taking somebody else's you and i know each other for years and i would think it'd be ignorant of you to take my word for it because i've made mistakes i mean not like that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so you always always question everybody yeah. everything uh i i absolutely think so my thought on this particular thing is that He's an actor who's been doing movies for a long time. I think he said it was like 40 years that he's been doing movies. And he's, he's dealt with weapons for a very long time, handled them within, within uh, a, a movie scenario. I, I think that he's relatively anti-gun in real life. I know. And I don't think that he goes to the shooting range and practices, not like, you know, like we were saying, Keanu Reeves is a, a master at oh it. Oh my gosh, yeah. And my thought is he's finally at a stage where he's relaxed and he's not he's not doing the the things that is necessary to make sure that it's safe. So I try not to I was trying not to I have to bring back bring up a little bit of who he is a little bit because I think his pompousness because mm-hmm. maybe he's just above having to recheck a gun, you mm-hmm. know, you know, he has people to do these things for him, yeah. you know. And gun safety is everyone's responsibility. Yeah. These aren't just like terms that were put in there just to, you know, keep the left away, you mm-hmm. know, or or anti-gunners away Mm -hmm. well he there was a a little bit of a question early on when they were talking about him you know when the news broke that there was a death on the on the movie set there were some reports that he was just pointing the gun at the i think they said director but it's a cinematographer and and the thing is is that I, i was like it it seems so irresponsible to just willy nilly point a gun uh, at someone on set, even if you're kidding around, it's just, it, it's not, it's not funny. But what, it, when you uh, look into this a little bit more, that's not what he was doing. But the initial reports were that he was, it, it wasn't even during like a scene. Well, it is a little bit different. I'll, I'll play the clip here. And you were rehearsing that scene. Was it an actual rehearsal? There's some disagreement about that, whether it was a formal rehearsal at that time. This is a marking rehearsal where I'm going to show her. She's standing next to the camera. She's like this. You're me. She's got a monitor here. The camera is here filming that way. She takes a monitor that his that is his monitor, the operator, and turns it toward her. It swivels. And she says to me, hold the gun lower. Go to your right. Okay, right there. All right, do that. Now show it a little bit lower. And she's getting me to position the gun. Everything is in her direction. 
She's guiding me through how she wants me to hold the gun for this angle. And I, I draw the gun out and I find a mark. I draw the gun out and I find a cut. And what's really urgent is the gun wasn't meant to be fired in that angle. So if you're shooting directly into the anyways? camera lens, you're yeah, not I'm not shooting into the camera lens. I'm shooting just off. Just off. Right. In her direction. I'm holding the gun where she told me to hold it, which ended up being aimed right in below her armpit. That was what I was told. I don't know. This was a completely incidental shot, an angle that may not have ended up in the film at all. What do you think? Well, okay. <laughs> so we, we play the first clip. Mm -hmm. He was handed a... a, a uh, cold slash hot gun. Yeah. Right? Not his fault. Now, now, she told me to point it over there. Mm -hmm. Again, not, this is not to sound like somebody that would have taken responsibility of a gun because he can't even handle the responsibility so far. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard the whole thing, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying these are the things that kind of stand out to me is, is he's uh, deflecting and um, so far it seems like he's putting it on the, was it the armor and the, um, the the cinema, cinema, cinematographer oh heavens yeah. yes yeah well and there's a, another person who was uh, assisting the armorer as well who actually physically handed the gun over to him now my thought is i'm not in the movie business i don't know a lot about movies i have watched a lot of behind the scenes type of stuff i've listened to directors talk you know through a scene and because it's i'm curious i i'm fascinated by this particular industry now when you're looking at a cinematographer, a cinematographer, their job is to, to, to get some of those those angles that are unique, that sure. are eye-catching, that are whatever. And they, they spend a fair amount of time setting up for it because they want to see what it might be like before you actually shoot the scene. Yeah. And so, and that's what he's describing is happening is that he's going through this, this scene before they even start recording. Now, I'm curious, with all this being said, if record someone had recorded this particular uh, instance. I bet someone did, and I bet there's going to be some evidence released uh, in, to the public later on when we actually are allowed to right. to, to see right. it. But the way that he's describing this process, I don't think that this is a unique thing in the movie industry. No, I probably think, not. Yeah, I think that it happens all the time. And a cinematographer is going to direct the actor to do different things, and the, the job of the actor is to listen to the cinematographer. Absolutely. But with that being said, he's he's he did not verify that weapon was cold. Right. And turns out that the armorer didn't verify it, and then the guy between the armorer and and Baldwin did not. You've got several layers of safety that have been ignored right. up until this point. But when he's describing this particular scene, he's just he's trying to do what the cinematographer is is telling him to do, and the gun, like he said, was was uh, pointed around below her her armpit. So he was told. So he was well, and that's what he's right. I mean, he's I don't have any other reference point right. at this no, point. No, I know, but I was just saying that that's he's not even taking it his own. He's not even accepting the own to say. Yeah, I was told, and I had pointed it here. He just—he's so af away from the accepting of the responsibility, but that he's just—I see what you're but saying. Like the yeah. example is, I could, I could, I could say, yeah, I had it pointed at him, and apparently it was up underneath the 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 armpit area. But but he can't—he hasn't even brought forth that part. He's just 
saying they said yeah they said this happened this person this person so mm-hmm. he's just the one telling the horrible story well, and forgetting that he had the gun in his hand a little bit of a background so when this thing happened it's still under investigation i think this was in like late october or in november or something like that and it's still under investigation but there's been so much backlash uh against him that he said you know what i i want the I want the police to do their their investigation. I don't want to interfere in that. But I think it's important that I come out and tell my side of the story. Yeah. And I, I, I can get that. I don't know that it's a it's a good decision on his part. Especially you know, time if, will if tell. Might go to trial over it. Exactly. But, exactly. But but can I, hang on one no, second. No, so no, what so what you're referring to is this sort of defensiveness um that he has and he's kind of pushing off some of the blame onto these other people. And I think that that's where him coming out and telling this story is probably a detriment. I don't know. I don't know that this is a good move on his part because of this conversation. He may that we're choose having. to not speak mm-hmm. in his trial, and they'll just push play. You know. <laughs> that's right. So I gotta say something. I need to say. I feel I need to say something. Is is by no means, and I am I saying okay? How do I say? I know that somebody could kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, I could be in a car accident and accidentally kill somebody, and that's terrible. Mm-hmm. By no means am I saying that this guy wanted to freaking kill somebody that day, yeah. and, and, and that person particularly. Not at all. But there is still a very big responsibility. Should he do jail time over it? That's not my, my thing to come up with, but the way I see it is in, if you can't speak 100% about everything and not deflect, you will not fix things. Mm-hmm. And... and um, I think that there was something, how about this? Obviously, there were some things that um, was overlooked, and they were, they were neglectful. So there's some responsibility to be held. But, by, so I, may, I might be making accusations that there are responsibility to be held. Not that he murdered somebody on, intentionally or anything. Mm-hmm. This is a straight accident. Yeah. And, but, it's one that really should not have happened. Car accidents, that's an accident too, but that's to be expected. You know, it happens. You could blow a tire or not, mm-hmm. and, and that could be the result. So Yeah, and there can be some ne- negligence in, in that, you know, sure. not checking the tire pressure on your car, right. you know, or other inspections that potentially but, could have prevented something you know, from happening. This also, you know, when we were talking about, you know, in like some jobs, they or j- most every job in the United States has standards of safety standards, but there's people there to, to support them and yeah. for, enforce them. And I, I don't know, but... I believe because you were reading and, t- and telling some stuff that there are likely standards that they have to do and they hand them out. Mm-hmm. But w- if there's not like, I don't know, a fire marshal that shows up every other day or OSHA to come verify that everything's set up before they push play, you know, if there's nobody there to enforce that they're making it r- go right or wrong, I could speculate that, you know, they're going to get the memo and set it aside and they just will do what they feel. They're not going to do extra steps if it's not something that's forced. Because mm-hmm. if it's not natural, these aren't gun people, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be natural for them. Because if they haven't trained, why would they know? And, and in his defense of his anti-guns, why would he know anything extra? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, he's been through different trainings on each movie that he's ever been in that has had any kind of firearm. Oh. But... And he, he well, I was trying to stick up for him a little bit. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't well, but but some of the, I mean, responsibility does fall onto his shoulders. Again, there's several stages of safety, uh, safety checks that were not done. And I'm sorry, but he's one of the safety checks. 
uh, a lot of other actors that's they are they are going to verify that weapon is is cold all right i've what got else? yes i've got another clip here and this is him kind of describing kind of the moment of when that gun went off and his well his opinion of you know How what it went of off? yeah of what happened i would like to hear that yeah but we kept doing this news so then i said to her now in this scene i'm going to cock the gun I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. Okay. You are a gun guy. And today we've actually got some of your guns to, to kind of show. Um, those of you listening, you can catch us on YouTube or a Rumble and actually see the video footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Dave's got a couple of different guns. The the gun in in this particular movie that he's talking about, the the sheriff's department uh, said that it was a 1873 Pieta Long Colt 45 caliber revolver, and I don't think it's of course it's an original. It's you know it's right. a replica, but it's a single, single action, action revolver. Right. You've got a couple of them here. I want you to kind of just briefly yeah. talk about single versus double. Well, single action is is. This, and just so you know, Scott and I both had verified that these guns... And look, I'm freaking still doing it. And, and you can, I'm, such a, absolutely. I'm such an idiot um, to verify that these are empty already. But So this is clear. So single action means that... I'm going to yeah, not it point up, it towards Scott. And put it is camera. that I have to pull back the hammer in order for me to fire it. When I, and it also prevents me from just pulling the trigger and firing it. Yep, and slowly draw that that hammer back, and notice the clicks. There's not enough force at that point to fire off the round. It's not going to hit the one that's that's right up, right in line. It's mm-hmm. going to cycle and hit the mm-hmm. next. Yep. So, but as I'm bringing it back, it's already it's just already started to move. And most of them, mm-hmm. I can't say all of them are exactly the same, but most of them will start doing that. And so now, if I let it go. It's going to be hitting somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Usually. Okay? It's not actually revolving far enough for the bullet to be in line with that little firing pin. Okay. Okay. One click back. Okay. That, and then let go so that it stays in its position. Okay. Do it again. Okay. So all the way through until it's. Now it yeah. stays back. Yeah. So there, it, it, and depending on, so this is not the exact, nope. you know, revolver well, th- that was used only in the showing, show. This is only here to show the single action. Yeah. And, and I have another gun to show you the, in fact, why yeah. not? If, if, it's, if it does a, a half cock back, you, you can't pull the trigger and, and fire it off. It's got to be fully cocked back in order for that trigger to, um, to release that, that for, hammer. For the trigger to release it, yes. That's right. And so what he's describing here is that he pulled the hammer back, never and, pulled the trigger, and never pulled the trigger and let go. Um, and now you've got so this is a double action. I just checked it, and um, it is empty. And so this one here is here's the difference: single, a double action like this could be single and double. In other words, I could pull it back, and I could fire it, or I could just pull it and fire it. Mm-hmm. So that means there is no extra you know, movement for me. In fact, a single action could be deemed safer. Yeah. So. Because it, it, unless, yeah. unless you actually draw that hammer back manually, 
you can't pull the trigger and, and fire off a round. This a double here. a double action allows you to pull yep. that trigger and it pulls the hammer back, That's rotates right. the cylinder, and then fires it off. Yep. Um, um, you know, a Glock, you know, a magazine-fed pistol. Mm-hmm. Those are seeing a double action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every time you pull the trigger, just like these, it'll fire. Yeah. But that's, that's where, excuse me, these older guns here, like you were saying, is at least by the pull of the trigger, this thing is not going off. Yeah. Now, if... Okay, so this is a, a unique... And, and we'll play a, a, a clip here. But with a, a single-action revolver, you can pull the trigger and draw that hammer back and let go of the hammer and it will fire because you've already pre-pulled the trigger back. Is that right? Yep. yep. That's what. That's how these um, fa- fast-draw um, people... Here, I'm going to do it. I'm pulling it back. There's no, there is no... Here, so you can see. I'm going to do it this way. I'm pulling it back. There's, it's not giving me... It's giving me resistance. I'm going to pull the hammer. My finger just uh, on the trigger just went back. And I'm going to just let go of the hammer. Yep. And it so, will keep firing. These people who are like quick draw experts. Super fast. Yeah, super fast. They're pulling the trigger the entire time, and they're just um, manually pulling that hammer back one let after it, another. Letting it fly forward. Yeah. I've seen, there's some really cool videos on YouTube about these quick draw people, yeah. and they can fire out, they can empty six rounds in like a fraction pull, of yeah, a second. Yeah, a fraction of a second. It's and, incredible. And I uh, will tell you, they're. It, there's one gentleman, he could be the one you're talking about. When he does a lot of his, his, his shows and what he does, mm-hmm. he uses blanks. Mm-hmm. Because the blanks from a distance will still destroy a balloon to mm-hmm. show what he does. Yeah. And um, with the seriousness of this, my, mind you, these bull, this gun had a, a real live round in it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a blank. Mm-hmm. And we've had people on the set die from blanks. Because the pressure that comes out, was it, um, oh, Brandon Lee, right? Yep, that's right. And um, if I'm correct, it was just the, just the compression, or is that the word I'm thinking of? The, the force that came out of the gun, no round at all, was enough to kill him. Uh, I want to say there was an actor prior to Brandon Lee that he was doing an action movie and he fired around to his head. Maybe that's the one thing. And I of. think that that is the one because a, the, it was a, um, it, it was a, um, uh, what do you call it? I was mean, it, was it like a mafia flick? I don't remember oh. what the movie was. This was, uh, I, I want to say this was in the seventies, mm. maybe eighties anyway. And, uh, and he had a, a blank in there. So it's basically a bullet. Sorry, it's not a bullet. It's a shell that has gunpowder that's um, packed with a um, some sort of cloth material, or, or and the tip is crimped. Yeah, so it just keeps it tight. So when it explodes, it will expel the pressure, and there's going to be powder and stuff that comes flying out yeah. of it. Yeah, and I think that he had um, fired the gun uh, to his head, tip. and yeah, and that that ended up killing him. So um, I apologize. It wasn't Brandon Lee that did that, but. He's. I still think he had something going yeah, on. Yeah, Brandon but, Lee also died from a. Um, a but a, not how I was describing. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. I'm glad you pointed that out. So I've got another another clip here. Uh, so he's he's talking about he didn't pull the trigger. He let the hammer of the gun, uh, fire. And I think 
you know, that's a, as we're talking, it's kind of an important point because we're showing that there's not enough um, uh, power from the hammer being drawn back halfway to actually set off the round. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, you know, who knows the condition of the particular weapon, but the, the guns are designed not to be able to fire off a round with uh, uh, it being half cocked. Well, and I will have to say that, well, I will say that, you know, when he's trying to discuss it, when, hey, like this, you see it there? He's not mm-hmm. saying, I would imagine he's trying to show full action for the person. Yeah. I mean, like this, do you, can you see, is that, is it tilt, whatever? Yeah. So to me, it makes it sound like that he wouldn't be doing this, pardon me again, he wouldn't be doing this little, is that good? Like that? Is that what you want? Is, yeah. that, is that good? He would be doing like that? Is that what you want? And, but he's probably doing repeating it, so he would like that? Yeah. And so if he did do that, he may not have pulled the trigger mm-hmm. while it fired, but his finger could have been pressing on the trigger while he was pulling back the... Because if he isn't an avid gun man person, mm-hmm. he probably will think, just like everybody else, put your finger on the trigger. That's how they all do it. Like yeah. you mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. You know there's somebody that is actually at least getting some type of training when they talk about guns. Yeah, man, I have this really cool gun. And they go like this. Yeah. And, and it's not to point like a gun. It's because their fingers are not on the trigger. They're not like, oh, I got this cool gun. Mm-hmm. It, that, those things make that that's um, muscle memory. That's right. And that goes a long way. Yep. Well, here's Alec Baldwin describing a little bit about um, you know how he is... Uh, trying to, you know, draw the hammer back without it actually pulling the trigger. This will be interesting. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Never. That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at me and and pull the trigger. On day one of my instruction in this business, people said to me, never take a gun and go click, 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 because even though it's incremental, you damage the firing pin on the gun if you do that. Don't do that. And Hall's attorney told ABC News that he was watching and agrees that Alec did not pull the trigger and that his finger was outside the trigger guard. Now that's interesting because if he's got someone else verified that his finger was outside the trigger guard, while the cinematographer is taking this close-up shot i'm assuming it's close-up shot because he's <clears throat> talking his way through with the cinematographer it's like focusing on how the gun and, is and exactly and i think that the way that he's describing it is that the cinematographer is getting a more of a close-up shot of the action of of the handgun not uh of of alec baldwin in, in his whole body because if you if you're speaking through the scene uh it doesn't look quite right so I my guess is that there that the cinematographer was zooming in and getting a close up shot on that pistol as he's working through this um you know this action and I'm kind of curious is there actual footage of him having his finger off uh the trigger guard right. because if so that would ruin the shot because if he's doing a cross draw in the middle of this scene and he's trying to get, um, you know, this close-up angle. The close-up angle, you want it to look realistic. He's going to have his finger on the trigger. So this this little Except, scenario yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Right. And so only kind of in his defense is he mm-hmm. was saying that it was a pre-shot. So he was just trying to get the angle before he would. So mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have his finger on that trigger at that point. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yep. But come on, really realistically, when I grab a gun, I'm holding it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine he would hold it the same. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to go both sides, trying to understand both sides. No, I, I think that's but good. I have to point out something here, and I mm-hmm. did call him a liar because mm-hmm. he lied. I never will do that. He's an actor. You know how many guns he probably pointed at people yeah. and followed the trigger? So don't say you didn't. You never will because you know better because you have, because you're paid to do it. Mm-hmm. You just have to have everything checked off before you can because mm-hmm. nobody's going to be shooting and going, hey, man, you know, I want to shoot you over here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry. I look at little things. If I was an attorney, that's that. They, yeah. they, that'll be and, held against him, I imagine. And, you know, this not being an actual shot, but rather a pre-setup for, for them to shoot the scene, it's very possible that the other people who are in line for those safety checks, because they weren't actually shooting the real scene, maybe they were lax on, on their um, well. I don't know if, we're, if if we have gotten to this or if we will, mm-hmm. but you know, earlier on there was talk of of how things go is we have our prop guns and then we go to a range and we get used to the yeah. guns. Mm-hmm. So it's it's if my oh, a huge part of this maybe we'll get to is is not even the pointing all this stuff, but why is there a live round on that thing? Yeah. My God! Yeah, they shouldn't have it even close to to the, um, I, the I, set. In fact, my belief is is that you have, let's say, I can't remember the Colt. Let's just say the Colt weapon. Mm-hmm. Well, you have the one that's always on set, never leaves the set, and when you go practice, you have another one because they can afford it. And that's at the shooting range, and always at the shooting range. Mm-hmm. Don't cross them. Yeah. Don't mix them. Um, this next, this next one, this is um, Baldwin kind of describing what he uh, realized was happening. And he describes it as like 45 minutes later or so, he realized what actually had happened. It's uh, This is an odd thing for me. Okay. Everyone is horrified. They're shocked. Uh, it's loud. They don't have their earplugs in. No one was, the gun was supposed to be empty. I was told I was handed an empty gun. If there were cosmetic rounds, nothing with a charge at all, a flash round, nothing. She goes down. I thought to myself, did she faint? The notion that there was a live round in that gun did not dawn on me till probably 45 minutes to an hour later. 45 minutes to an hour? Well, she's laying there and I go, did she get hit by wadding? Was there a blank? Sometimes those blank rounds have a wadding inside that packs, it's like, like a cloth that packs the gunpowder. And sometimes wadding comes out and can hit people and it can feel like a little bit of a poke. But no one could understand, did she have a heart attack? Because remember, the idea that someone put a live bullet in the gun was not even in reality. Did you... So the blood spill that in 45 minutes didn't start, she didn't start bleeding until after that, I take he, it? He, he said that he, you know, he stood over <laughs> for, you know, for maybe upwards of 60 seconds, and he just was in shock of what was happening, and then they rushed everyone out of the room. Here's here's the part that I, I've shot guns with you before, and you've got a, a variety of fun guns to shoot with, you know, different calibers, um, rifles and handguns and, and whatnot. A 45 has a hell of a kick. It, yeah. it has a hell of a kick. Especially and, one of these guns, Scott. Yeah. And if your finger is off the trigger guard when that thing goes off, good luck hanging on to it. Very well. I am impressed, Scott, because that's something I should have came up with before you. So nice. <laughs> no, because that's, well, a, valid, you, that's <laughs> a valid point. So I want to tell you a couple of things. So in case you don't know, when these guns that I have here 
are just as the same as those ones. Mm-hmm. They're like straight cannons. And I, what I mean by that is you, you put in your charge and you fire it off. There's nothing but you to absorb the, the power it has. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start getting into like your, your um, semi-automatic guns, you know, that just fire, fire, they're spring activated. There's some gas powered activated and, and there's compensators on some things that help take away the kick. They absorb a little they bit absorb, of that energy. In fact, they absorb a lot. Mm-hmm. If I shot a 45 out of, out of, um, a, a revolver mm-hmm. versus a 45 out of a, um, semi-automatic, let's say a, like Glock, a Glock, yeah, it will cut it probably in half. But I'm telling you, when you shoot one of these, there is, it is, you're absorbing all of it. Yeah. And so, like you said, uh, and a 45 long Colt. Oh, man. I don't even know if you could see. So, unfortunately, I have a 44. This is a very high-powered round right here, a 44. Mm -hmm. Now, the 45 is essentially the same one. It's just a bigger diameter. And I know you probably won't be able to see but it's a little bit wider. Not by mm-hmm. much, to be honest with you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, this is very similar. Yeah. And these guns, these, this is um, a bigger round that you'll shoot out of most all semi-autos. Mm-hmm. So when they say hand cannons, this was the hand cannon of the day. <laughs> yes. You have to be a man to be pulling this and fire a couple mm-hmm. rounds off and keep yeah. it on place. I know, I know I'm not trying to sound like I'm a wuss or whatever, but... I'm just being respectful as of what other rounds are. Yes, I could shoot this and mm-hmm. shoot it quick and mm-hmm. shoot it, you know, on target. But, but people should know that these are big bad boy rounds, and so, you're going to feel it, Scott. Just a, right. just a just a side note: um, that Desert Eagle that we shot a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. fifty caliber rounds. <laughs> yeah. We're talking massive rounds, yeah, bigger huge. than that forty-five. Yeah. And I recall that that gun having so much. Um, recoil that it would it would take it would move your arm back enough that it wouldn't um cycle it, it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't cycle the next round because the the spring wouldn't have gotten thrown back far enough to then um put in that next round into you're the, right that they it's i think it's in the, in the handbook it's recommended to shoot with two hands yeah so you could hold it steady enough so the cycle yeah you have will, to, <laughs> you have to hold it strong enough for that spring to then allow it to go back far enough right. in order to um eject the um the round and then insert another one and i recall i mean i was a little little guy at the time and it was hard to shoot that gun because it was so powerful that it, I, my body absorbed it and, and it couldn't, you know, cycle in that next round. Right. The forty five coming out of a revolver is, is worse because there's no, there's no spring action coming, you know. It's a kick. You will feel it. Um, it will move your body. Uh, or, excuse me, it could, depending mm-hmm. on how big you are. But so, example, when I shoot my forty four Magnum, there, no matter what happens... Your are my my forty four kind of kind of makes me twist up like this every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Every gun's you know I've, I shot another forty four where it was just always straight back you know, mm-hmm. but those are things you cannot stop. Yeah. It's always a, a, an action, but that's just the proof of the power. And I don't again, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if you're Shaquille O'Neal. He's a big boy. He's going to feel that. Yeah. I just think that it's such an odd thing if he said that his finger was off that trigger guard and he shot a forty-five. I just think, man, that gun's not going to stay in his hand. It's just not, especially especially when it's a live round, not just a um, yeah, a, a low-powered blank. And and he's not expecting it. 
when you are expecting... <laughs> that's another huge point. So that's why I, I'm kind of questioning some of this stuff. Now, you would have, he would have dropped it. I think that gun would have would have gone out of his hands, to be honest with Just you. Just didn't startle. Yes, startled. I think. And, and I don't know. He didn't describe that in this scene. And I would have imagined that he would have told that part of the story. That would have been a significant thing. Now, because his his not to be not to interrupt you here, but mm-hmm. his shock and his 45 minutes of odd like. That's what you would get if you knew you shot and killed somebody, and you're mm-hmm. like, like, oh my gosh, what happened? What happened? But yeah. to me, he's like, he didn't understand the gravity of it for 45 minutes, and he thought she fainted. Yeah. Now, here's another scenario, and I don't know, you know, how uh, real this might be, but one of the things that you're supposed to do is verify that there's nothing lodged in the barrel, because you can get a round that's stuck in there. Who knows where the gun came from originally? And who knows if there was something, you know, you can get sort of a misfire or um, a powder powder that's been damaged by moisture or whatever, and you get a, a partial explosion, and then you've got um, this bullet that's lodged in the barrel. Who knows? If he's shooting a, a blank, um, that's got a full charge in there. The difference is, is there's no bullet on the end. It's just, it's packed, like he was saying, with maybe a cloth or the something. The only thing I would question is, I would nearly believe mm-hmm. that um, blanks wouldn't have a as full of a charge mm-hmm. in it when it's not actually trying to project, you know, the um, around. Yeah. So my thought is, is it possible to have a 45 caliber slug still in the barrel that's lodged some someplace down the barrel and he's firing off a, a blank and there might be enough enough power to um to send that round through the rest of the barrel through the um the cinematographer and it gets embedded in the arm of the director standing slightly behind her i I would say that's my that would be very rare for that to happen i'm going to give you an example um we went up shooting and uh, my buddy had bought a revolver Mm -hmm. and was going to shoot a 17a hmr and i won't explain it but it's a let's just just go by numbers it's a 17 and he, his son grabbed a twenty-two and put it in. So if you just will, twenty-two is a tad bit bigger. And he pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's very small. But what happened was, is it actually got lodged inside the barrel. Mm-hmm. If you had the right round, it wouldn't just get lodged. It would, and and let's say maybe at the very most, if it was so weak that it, somebody pulled the trigger and it just went, and it just yeah. sat in there. Yeah. Chances are you just put your gun down and it would flow out, you know. But for something to get lodged in there, there would have to be something bigger than what it was, and then a lot of force too to get it mm-hmm. jammed in there. But does not mean there's a, another issue. But then again, no, you're talking about the bullet because yeah, the slug, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my thought is just that it's very possible that they just didn't check. It's obviously they didn't check for a live round, but they they didn't also check. Uh, if there's something in the barrel, lodged sure. in the barrel, and I'm just well, thinking... Well, of course. If they didn't check for the live yeah. round, they didn't check any of it. Yeah. And so my thought is just, if there is a blank uh, in in that chamber, and he fires that off... If there was anything else and if lodged. There is everything, if there was anything else lodged in there. Now, they did pull a forty five slug out of the director's arm. And so, 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 so it says that that would suggest that, yeah, there was a live round, but 
How about this? Anybody could check that. Okay, this is a this is a blank shell, mm-hmm. and then this is a forty five caliber mm-hmm. that gold belongs. Yeah. So that would be a relatively easy thing to yeah. fix. But my we haven't heard anything, have we? Yeah. No. That's the thing is, there's a lot of stuff. They're making that's us just not coming out. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. And, and it could be yeah. very. It could be how he. Mm, it could be mildly how he's trying to present it, mm-hmm. but when. And I get it for legal purposes to a point. You, you kind of don't want to disclose some things, but it makes us go, what? Yeah, Let's but, add it up. It doesn't add up so well. But also thinking about the amount of kick that you get from a forty-five, if he didn't experience that kick, it's possible, in my mind, oh, that he okay, had okay. a smaller charge that from makes, a blank. That could that, make your, uh, your, your, your point a little bit more effective. Because that means that there probably wasn't enough um, to really propel it like it was a real kick from a 45, but rather enough to still eject that bolt, that slug through the rest of the barrel through a person who's sitting close. Can, can I can I give Go another um, visual for people that maybe not sure. can't see anything? So I had watched r- relatively recently, gun still empty. Um, somebody did a test. And they did a test, and I never, ever thought about this, and it freaked me out. I'm like, what the heck? So, um, this there's a oh there is a gap here by the cylinder. Yeah. Well, when I shoot some revolvers, I get um, some powder on my face, and I hate it. Yeah. I don't like revolvers, just so you know. Yeah, I don't either. It's not my gig. I have them because I'm American. Oh. Americans have a dad gum revolver around <laughs> because they are the most reliable to a point. Mm-hmm. As I say that, this gun doesn't work. Um, <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But anyways, um, my point is, is that somebody did a test and got grabbed a hot dog. Mm-hmm. And they just put it on the outside here. Oh, and yeah. they pulled it, destroyed the hot dog. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't put your finger there. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that, blank or not, this is just the excess pressure that didn't get out of the the the... the the barrel. The least resistance yeah. way. Yeah. And it, it would destroy, it could destroy your finger, rip it off, mm-hmm. um, um, or at least turn it into hamburger. But the point of how devastating it is, even if it was a blank, mm-hmm. even if it was um, uh, not a live, complete round, that mm-hmm. little gap that could create enough to destroy mm-hmm. your finger is far less than what a blank's going to be shooting out of it, too. Yeah. Because... You know, it'll it'll travel to the path of least resistance, and you know, it all goes out the yeah. front, almost. I think it's a fascinating thought experiment here. Mm. You know, because they're who knows who knows what they're going to come out with. I got to tell you, I really want to uh... go outside and and put some of these to test. <laughs> I could actually uh, try a couple. You of could these. not on a day like this. No, it is so stormy out there. Yep. We could lose power, my friends. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, we've got a, another couple of clips here. Um, so. Of course, there's a whole bunch of criticism, you know, like we're offering right now, but there's a whole bunch of uh, criticism after this thing. And and so uh, they're basically talking to Baldwin uh, or interviewing him about his response to all this criticism. A torrent of criticism. The first thing you do when you pick up that gun is you make sure uh, that it's never pointed at anybody. He, he should have known that... An AD handing you a gun and saying it's cold isn't the same as several people showing you an empty gun. If I were holding that gun, I would have checked it, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. People said to me, I mean, I got countless people online saying, you, you idiot, you never point a gun at someone. Well, unless you're told it's empty, 
and it's the director of photography who's instructing you on, on the angle for a shot we're going to do. I thought he never did that. Yeah. He says he never does. Oh, unless he tells you to. Yeah, unless he tells you to. Just a few minutes yeah. ago, he said that he never pointed a gun. His job is to point it at people. Yeah. Yeah, his... So you can't say never, okay? It, not, not when you're acting. Not when you're, not when you're doing that. You, that's just that's what you do. Uh, let me play cut cut six here. Uh, he's talking about you know the role of of the armor, and um, you know I got a few comments after. Which is that there's an armorer there, and, and that word is new to me. In the years I've been in this, what did you call it? It was a prop guy or woman, and the prop person would come, and sometimes they would insist on demonstrating for you and the camera crew. They take the gun. If it was a contemporary gun, they show you the chamber. They show you the clip. They say the gun is cold, and you look and go, "Thank you." And <laughs> Sorry. In the forty years, sometimes that would happen. Not all the time. That's of course. Well, but no, no. Sometimes they wouldn't demonstrate to me. Some insisted on demonstrating. They would do the demonstration for everybody there right before we rolled the camera, or rehearsed. Then there were others who they didn't do that because I trusted them to do the job. And again, this is not just me pointing a gun at somebody else. People pointing guns at me. I've gotten shot and killed in films before, where people had to shoot a flash round at me, and I trusted them to do their job. Okay, so you're, you know, you were kind of talking about it. He's an actor; he's doing his job. He's expecting that the armor does their job. And as much as I go, yes, they of course should be doing their job, but there's also this extra layer of safety that you, as as the person handling the gun, would do. But, and I don't know if that's part of standard protocol for these, these movies. This, but this, this is not like checking, you know, I made sure that the, before they had me the cup of coffee, it wasn't too hot. This is a firearm. <laughs> yeah. This is not just somebody else's responsibility. When it becomes in your hands, it is now your response of freaking ability. Mm-hmm. You think that I'm going to be able to play that off in, in, in real life? I mean, unfortunate for them that they're off shooting a, a film, and it, it just, in my opinion, just kind of leads me to believe that they, they're careless. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not going to be as responsible as... I don't know, us losers that actually own them and care for them. I think there were a lot of problems on that set. I think I'm hearing reports from different news organizations that just that day, there were a bunch of uh, crew that walked off the set in protest for some of the conditions that were that they were experiencing. Well, that's probably because there isn't anybody there enforcing said rules or yeah, safety I, guides. Yeah. Guidance. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that when, when safety is obvious, uh, when it's uh, the, when when people are not really doing things safely, there's going to be some backlash. There's going to be some people who are just like, you know what, this is not safe. I'm not doing this anymore. And how about this? Unlike Alec, I don't mind talking about things I failed at mm-hmm. because I hope it highlights it and somebody else could learn from it. But I, thank goodness I have standards and I had one of them which was pointing in a safe direction, but I've accidentally fired my, uh, fire, uh, accidentally fired my gun off. But I'm not going to sit there and, and go and make up an excuse that that mm-hmm. that did it. I mean, I will tell. I, I will say I was wearing gloves when I was wearing it, so my I didn't feel the trigger that well. But that was me not being aware of, you know, the trigger that I had, and and me having lack of uh, uh, sensitivity in my finger. I couldn't feel the trigger. Mm-hmm. But that's not the gloves' fault or the amazing trigger that was on the gun. It's me not. Um, 
being familiar with what I was doing. But thank God I had it in a safe, safe point, you know, uh, direction, point in a safe direction, because I was, I had my finger on trigger, ready to fire, and I just glanced over, go, oh my gosh, this gun is great, whoa, freaked me mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But because I'm willing to bring it up, discuss something that I did do, makes me, I've never had that issue again. And um, I, my concern when so many people have issues and take, not taking responsibility and even going, man, you know, I should have now, boy, now that I see that, I should have. Mm-hmm. I don't even hear that. Mm-hmm. And that means that that's capable of it happening again, except for now people are going to probably change some rules just so he doesn't have a choice yeah. to make that choice. Yeah. Un- <laughs> I mean, well, it's unfortunate because you can have all the rules you want, but if no one follows them, it, the rules don't matter. And that's, I mean, they, they missed three people that should have been verifying it was a cold gun. Yep. So that, to be fair to Alec Baldwin, just because he's the last guy, because he should have checked it, mm-hmm. everybody that had that in that chain line has some, has to hold some sort of responsibility. Yep. And um, I have to tell you this. I think you and I discussed this off air. It would be a great clip to show you what really can happen. But there was a sheriff that walked into a, um, a gun store, and uh, there was uh, somebody else that was at this. There's a long counter, and probably I'm guessing 15, 20 feet away. There's another. Um, there's another uh, person at the uh, counter looking at a gun and another person that is hel- helping him on the other side of the counter. So you can see the cop. He's pointing in something in the, inside their case. Hey, I want to check that one out. So the worker grabs it, hands it to the sheriff. I don't know. Maybe he just thinks, oh, he's a sheriff, you know. You know who knows what the hell he's thinking because I can't believe he just handed him a gun. And, and so the sheriff, he grabs the gun. And he's looking at it, and he's pointing it right down the down the um, counter towards where the the employee and the customer is, and then he puts his finger on the trigger and pulls it. Oh my god! So and he's a sheriff. I was going to say, and to to Alec Baldwin's case, he's a sheriff. He knows better. He's act. He's actually had. He's actually had. I don't know him personally, but you can't be in that position without having training. Yeah. So he's actually had training, and. He did a few things wrong where he, I don't even know where that bullet went went to those people, but that's the case of, I don't care how many people is in line, if if I hand this gun to you and I see it's great, I hand it to you and you go, ooh, cool, you check it out, you see it's great. When you hand it to your son, he's going to grab it and check it out. It's just how it is. Oh, that's yeah. how it should be, excuse me. Well, I, I wonder, you know, yeah, absolutely. How the hell did a bullet get into a display case? I wonder how the bullet got into this particular gun. I want to know. Because, you know, there's... Um, obviously, if this gun has been used, at, like, out on the shooting range, and who knows what its condition was uh, during that time, but it gets in his hand... At what stage could that bullet have gotten into it? Because we're from what you know, Baldwin was saying is that he was handed the gun by this other guy, John or something, and he is the person who works in between the armor and the actor in this particular um, time. Uh, at what stage could that bullet have arrived in that in that gun? So I have a question because I haven't had it answered. Maybe you've heard it. Was there only one round in it? Because they there, didn't say right, so it was it. My question is: is, is it was it completely loaded? And mm-hmm. and because 
my other point is, let's say if there was somebody else other than Alec, let's say, let's say somebody behind him that handed to him was trying to do something bad. Like, dude, maybe this will, I can accidentally kill that person I hate. You know, like somebody set him yeah. up. But the funny thing is, is that, again, in order to, if there's only one round, that round would have to be placed. Oh, I can't even, I don't know. <laughs> would have to be placed, you know, before it. So it would cycle up to be fired. Yeah. And again, when you pull it back just a little bit, it would only go halfway and it wouldn't fire. Yeah. These are, these are not um, rim fires. These are center fire guns. And what that means oh, yeah, yeah. is that I have a twenty two here. Again, oh, that's a good example between the two. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to show you, but a twenty two, it... <laughs> Well, it has a primer that's inside. I don't want to get involved in that. But anyways, this is rimfire. It, it gets struck on the side, and it gets mm-hmm. off to the side. On it, its it, rim? Yes. <laughs> it's the word rim. Job. Okay, so we have... Um, that one's for you, Tony. Um, and this one here ha- is centerfired. It has to strike it in the center. Mm-hmm. And that hits the primer, which creates the... All of it. I don't want to explain it all. It lights the gunpowder. Yes. So, but... But my point is, is that, that if even more so, if it gets, if this is down at an angle and it gets cycled up and it's only a little bit, it's going to not, it's, it's not going to hit that it's center. It's not going to hit the center, yeah. And more so maybe with this. But to be fair, no, never mind. Center, nope, nope, that's right. Yeah. Nope. I was, well, yep. I am looking forward to hearing more about this story. I, 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 this is a huge tragedy. It is. And, and it's really sad that it, it, it happened. And, of course, with any tragedy, with anything that ever happens, good or bad, we should be learning from it. And, exactly. And, and I think we're going to learn some things, especially as the... I'm sure someone's going to get charged with something, or they're going to at least discover more in the investigation. Everybody which, under which Alec be, Baldwin will be charged, I'm sure. And well, yeah, who knows? <laughs> you know how it goes. Who usually, knows what though. kind of this influences? Well, you know. Well, I will say that I this when we were talking about this, I believe that you and I both were going into this not to badmouth him. Right. We're going into it like let's see what's going on, whether the wherever the wherever the fault lies lies, or but like you were saying is. The bottom line is, is if nothing comes out of this in a way to resolve or to remedy or to never let it repeat again. Oh my gosh, how about this? Make her life worth something now, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it got taken away over a yeah one of the most ridiculous accidents you can yeah, have. Yeah, her poor husband and and kid, you know. Yep, and just for the and I heard she was not she was an amazing at her job too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we don't get well, to talk a whole lot about how. You know who she was, I yeah. guess. But. Here's one last thought on on my part, and that is this: this also has got to be a hugely impactful moment in time for Alec Baldwin. To to kill someone is no small thing. Nope. Doesn't matter. I don't care how you know self centered or what kind of a jerk you might might be. There's going to be an impact, and I, you know, I I think that he's probably feeling some emotion um, from this event, and. And I don't know, maybe this is maybe this is going to be something that impacts him in, in such a significant way. Maybe he looks at life slightly different now. Well, he, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he's like, dude, I'm never going to do a freaking show with a gun in it again. Yeah. I'm not saying he there's, will or wouldn't. I'm just saying that. I know people, mm-hmm. you know, as an example, have driven and, and, and had an issue and, well, and, and they killed somebody and 
Well, if they don't ever want to do it again, I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to drive. I don't want to have it because it'll affect you. And if it, how about this? If it didn't affect him, that'd be, that'd be a whole other situation. Yeah. But, you know, I will say that it, it's obviously, uh, it, he's hurting over it. It's not, that's not fake, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. Well, um, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, those of you who are watching us on YouTube, hey, throw some comments in here. Uh, we would appreciate that. We will definitely respond. Kind of get your thoughts on, on, on this, this whole case. Yeah. I think it's important to have some dialogue and, and, uh, you know, we'd like to hear from you. And it helps the Google algorithm. It really does. And I've given you enough opportunity today. I've talked about <laughs> guns, and I'm a gun guy, and I probably misspoke. So yeah. give me feedback, you know? Perfect. I'll take it. All right. Well, you can find more information on our website. Nevertoserious.com. And please send us an email. At mailbag. <laughs> at nevertoserious.com. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. Well, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.